Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality on September 19th, 2023. Oh, I missed my, yeah, I missed, uh, what, I missed my sister's birthday. The You know, the one that, that is the RN that I have such a contention with. And I co- didn't have to go through the angst of whether I should wish her a happy birthday or not. I completely lost track of the date. It's <laughs> uh, the 19th, isn't it? Yes, what did I say? Oh, I thought you said 20. Sorry. Oh, I might have because I've been working on a... I'm working on the Radio 5G program all day. and Well, that and a few other things. And uh, maybe. But anyway, uh, so it just it just hit me right then. Um, so welcome to the uh, Cosmic Reality Show. I'm Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And Walter was not going to be here tonight, so... Dolly in, <laughs> probably uh, had to struggle to do it, but she got a, a a video that had been sent by Nick, for those people that remember Nick that used to be on the show. He's still alive and well and kicking and seeming to have a... Uh, well, I don't know. I, I mean, I, he's, 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 he's there. <laughs> I haven't had a deep conversation with him, but he seems to be doing fine. Um, but he had sent a, a, a video of the Maui uh, fire situation there. And um, so she thought, well, if Walt's not going to be there, then we'll play it for, you know, an hour or whatever. But when I went and I listened to it, it was like there was so much of it that I had already talked about. Because anybody that studied 9-11 can see the definite similarities in 9-11 to what happened on Maui. And in 9-11, for those that don't know, I wrote a book called 9-11 Crusade. I started that book because I had done a deep dive into the situation. And the problem was that every time I tried to tell somebody what had happened, the truth, they'd get glassy-eyed and then they'd walk out of the room. They couldn't handle it. So I realized that the only way to to, to really try to get the story out, the truth, was to write a fiction. Because uh, it was uh, the Da Vinci Code, uh, Brown. When he wrote that book, he wrote it as a fiction. But the basis of his story was based on facts. And a lot of us, a lot of researchers in that, uh, on that question, we, we weren't being heard. And he writes this fiction, and all of a sudden, it's popular all over the world. But it's interesting what happened to people, because they're reading a fiction, so they can say, oh, but this is fiction. I, I can read this because it's fiction. Um, and, and they don't get 
tied up in you know the details of what might be truth or not but because it's fiction they read it but then when they put the book down that information in their head turns into fact because i talked to people that would never have listened to me about the jesus connection and you know they was married to mary magdalene and you know the whole scheme so it was um one of those learning things then i said let me just write this as a, as a fiction and maybe people will read it and so that's what i did i wrote the book well at the time i was uh very close with bill brockbrader and i sent him a copy of it and he came back to me and he said how did you have all this it took us forever you know and i said i just knew it and so i know that my initial venture into the 9-11 was i saw that it had been taken down by uh explosives and that's what i was writing the book about and then i get <laughs> two-thirds in the, into the book and somebody sends me a link to uh judy wood and judy dr judy wood uh, had written uh, well I had already looked at her stuff, and I thought she was an insane kook, to be honest with you, because, and I can't even remember, but it was it was quite a, I mean, it was well after the fact, but it was well before I actually started writing the book. And she was talking about DEW, direct energy weapon, which I, I you know, had a vague understanding of because I was electronic warfare officer. Um, but her website was just convoluted i couldn't i mean it was it was the worst web website i've ever been on you couldn't figure out what the hell was she talking about and then i found out that her assistant a graduate student had been in chicago i believe with his family and walked out of a restaurant and somebody walked up and put a bullet in his head and i knew that and she, she she actually knew at the time too um that this was a warning to her she had two she was very very well known if they had done that to her then everybody would have asked what was she looking at but this was some college student random killing <clears throat> so what she did was um she panicked and she took all of her research and just threw it up on the internet and prayed that somebody would find it because she didn't have the time to do an organization of it. So when I heard that, that, that this had happened, I said, all right, let me take the time to go through this stuff. And as I went through it, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, gee, oh, oh, what? Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it was like I could not believe the research that was actually there. When she finally got the book written, which is uh, Where Did the Towers Go?, it's a rather thick book, and she goes into details that only somebody of her education would be able to do because she was, uh, you know, into architecture. She understood how you build a building and how you take it down. And she saw so many abnormalities involved with what happened, particularly the concept that you have these floors falling into one another the pancaking thing you know where the where the fires were the trusses melted then they fell into the next one and then that weight took it down and down and down and down 
Well, I, I want you to clap your hands, you know, 77 times in 11 seconds, because that's what it took 11 seconds to take the building, uh, to make the building disappear, because it didn't fall. It turned into dust. And so the 9-11 crusade, which is, uh, I don't even know if it's a PD, did I, if I put it up as a PDF or not, but I, I, I need to do that so you people can, can get it. It's on Amazon. Um, but when, what, 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 it, it, she was so detailed. She was so, I mean, by the time you read that book, you come away from it and you understand the direct energy weapons, how they work, what they do, what's the signatures. And so when I looked at uh, the Maui situation, it was very clear to me, this is DEW, direct energy weapon. And I went on a number of the, our shows and I talked about this. And uh, so now you've got this guy and his name is Omen. Oh gosh, what's his name? I got it here. So, jeez, oh, I don't know. What am I doing here? I'm not thinking correctly. You mean the guy that's on the video with Jacob? Right, yes. Yeah, what's but his he's name? Ola, uh, Ola, uh, I mean, uh, something Gart. Um, Gart. I can't think of the first part. Okay, I got, I got the thing up here. I just got to find his name now. Ollie. I think it's Ollie, actually. O-L-E. D-A-M-M-E-G-A-R-D. Damagard? Um, And so he's he's talking to uh, Michael Jaco, who is, you know, one of the more successful uh, conspiracy, (laughs) alternative truth. He's on Rumble, and it's Michael J5326. Michael J5326. Uh, that's the Rumble station for Michael Jaco. Um, so I'm listening to him, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Oh, look at you. You've read the. You've read uh, Doctor Doctor Wood's book because he started talking about certain things that she had put the names to like dustification one of the telltale signs of the and that's why she named the book where did the towers go one of the main things that nobody had ever seen before was that the building came apart at the molecular level so all that dust and stuff was the concrete just turning into basically big molecules and floating in the dust but some of the telltale signs of a DEW strike is that it works with the metal. So you see columns from the towers that are just bent, like they had melted, but they didn't look melted. They just were bent in these cockeyed ways, you know, and, and what, what, what happened there? But when you look at the debris field, and that's what I liked about uh, Ollie, was that he was looking at the evidence. He was looking at it as a crime scene. And in in the Twin Towers situation, you have 100 and, what was it, 110 stories above that come down and you've got a debris field that's, you know, seven feet tall. 
what happened to everything? They found no doors, no filing cabinets, no desks, nothing that was made of metal survived the attack. But plastic did, paper did, things that you would think would have burnt, if, if, you're, if you're melting metal, you would think those things would have burnt up too. But if you remember pictures of the uh, street when the dust cloud is coming, the dust cloud's full of paper. There's all this paper and stuff floating around. So when I looked at the at what had happened in Maui, it was very clear to me that they had used a DEW. So, Dolly, I don't know what... You, you, you tell me, I want you to tell me what you got out of it, or Walt also ended up seeing it. Um, and if you want, I can go through all of the different aspects of it, which I think we should, of why it was DEW. The, the, the program goes into a lot of other things, but I think the first thing that people have to understand is this was not natural at all. And there's also all sorts of indications that it was not natural at all. But they're keeping people out. They put fences up around the whole thing. They won't let people in. And they're doing a cleanup. Just like they did in 9-11. In you know, all these people are cleaning up all this stuff. They were taking out. You'd see empty dump trucks going into the area. And then leaving. And what was in the trucks was dirt. It, you know, initially it was rubble, but then it was dirt. Acres and acres of dirt. What was that all about? Because they were clearing, cleaning up the. Uh, apparently, there's there's uh, residual signatures in the dirt that I could get into that can be. Let's say, once you start the process cooking, in other words, you're doing a, you're attacking at the molecular level. There seems to be some kind of a residual vibration that affected brand new steel that went into buildings around the towers because there was damage done to uh, other buildings. And one of them was the Deutsche Bank uh, building. And there was a buildings around there had these weird holes in them. <laughs> you know, they weren't because of debris falling. They just had weird holes in them because the DEW uh, signal was bouncing off of things, in my opinion and causing these problems. But they, uh, the Deutsche Bank had, had some extreme da damage to one area. They came in, they replaced all of the damaged steel, and within months, they had to take that steel out because it was rusting. So once this thing got to cooking, it seems like it could have this residual effect of continuing to break down metal. So, um, Dolly, tell me what, what it was that you, you, this impressed you. Um, what did you take away from it? What was your biggest takeaway? The amount of children that were taken off in buses versus amounts of children who were lost in the do stuff. Um, 
when he was talking about the children, the amount of children being taken off on the buses because the children went missing, the buses went missing uh, from the debris. And I, it made me wonder, okay, I thought I had heard that the good guys took the children away. But Oprah and her other gang of uh, pedophiles lived there, and they had the blue roof, so their properties were okay. So I'm wondering if the ones who were saved on the buses were taken off by the white hats or the black hats. Because now the the bad dudes have charge of that area of Maui and uh, they need more children for their Andromeda, the Andromeda thing. And, yeah, that one. And for sacrifices because so many children have been being rescued. And not from, I mean, from everywhere, from the planet, uh, rescued from the bad guys who want the stuff that they get from the children for the satanic worships, the, the, the juice they need from them, the, uh, the sex they need from them, and all that. So they've got all these blue roofed houses for the people who do that. But the white hats were also reportedly said to take the children. So maybe the children who they thought uh, died, maybe they were taken off by the opposite faction than the ones who took the ones on the bus. There's so many stories in there that, that you just don't know. And uh, where's my reminder? Oh, the fence. He was talking about the fence. It, on on Maui, you can't just go to a drugstore and say, I want I want 50 gazillion feet of fence. And I want it to be the black one. Because they don't have that on the island. So there were a whole bunch of humongous airplanes landing and unloading. Not just fence. But also, uh, come on, you got it. Help me, angels. Yeah, boxes. Um, a whole bunch of boxes. He said that weren't heavy boxes, like food heavy would be. Food would be heavy boxes. These boxes were light enough to throw at somebody and they'll catch them. So he was wondering, are these boxes empty? Do they have... Uh, Packing foam to pack up what they want to steal from the island and take it away. So that's why the boxes are there. Uh, and with possible foam packing stuff inside the boxes. Um, that fascinated me. Um, there were uh, the police. Let, let's stop there for a second because I think that. What your why it fascinated you was because of the question of the kids. All right, they have a thousand kids that are missing. They they just down down the how many people died a hundred some, and they're they're not talking about the missing people now anymore. 
but there's like a thousand kids that disappeared and that was something that i didn't know about because they said that the kids were sent home and because of uh the hurricane coming they they wanted them that was the story that was there so they didn't have them in the schools they were home supposedly but then um he's talking about all these buses that came and picked up all these kids and not only did the kids disappear but so didn't the buses and at the same time very shortly after all this happens you start getting all these planes coming in with supposedly cargo but were they taking the children out i think that w- i mean that's where i went with that did you is that where you went to no i didn't get that far because oh. he was talking about the stuff they were unloading from the airplanes right and then he said something about then they'd be loading them back up with the box, whatever in the boxes. So I didn't uh, get as far as thinking about them possibly taking the children. Well, that's where I went. Because I wasn't sure where he was going with that conversation about the airplanes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did no. you think? My question is, is uh, Dave still forbidden from saying anything? Why do you always have to bring Dave in? Can't we figure things out? Uh, I trust people to lie to me, so that's why I, I, I like to take a, like to have an opinion from the other side. At least the other side, uh, they're not known for lying. They just don't say. <laughs> But I guess the answer is no. He's not He's not permitted to say anything about the subject. I don't even feel him. He's not here. Mm. He's not coming. Dave? Posse? Anybody? Are they going clubbing? They're not coming here for this. <laughs> That's really strange. I've never had this happen. Yes, you did. They, I did. They come and tell me they're not going to tell me anything. But I have absolutely nothing. No feel of anything. We're on our own. Well, we are. That answers that question. Okay, go on. I'm sorry about your train of thought, but you had a list in front of you. We have reminders, the kids events, the big things. Oh, we have the sheriff, the the law enforcement people. There was a guy who, a law enforcement person, I don't know what his title is. I want to call him a sheriff. But uh, when the shooting was in Las Vegas and they shot a bunch of people. It took them 75 minutes to go to where the window had been knocked out in a hotel and a man, a person was firing from that window. It took them 75 minutes to find that dude. So this year... Even, even, I, even though they could see him shooting from the window from the streets. Right. So this <laughs> law enforcement, I'm going to call him the sheriff. He He's got the mayor. To be, he was the mayor. 
he, he his title in Las Vegas was something like incident supervisor. He was a, in in charge of in, he was the incident supervisor. So he became the man in charge of what was happening there in Las Vegas. But he had been brought over to Maui to be the mayor of the town because he was so incompetent. No, and he brought over. That's what I heard the guy say. He said, yes, he, he was a police officer. He brought his uh, partner over who was just as incompetent as he was. But he was also the mayor. So they brought the dude over to Maui because he was so incompetent so that they could carry off their plan on what they did. That's what I heard. Well, I thought he was being that he was funny about that because he was successful, Dolly. Nobody knows the truth. He covered it up. Well, yeah. You know, so he was successful in accomplishing their mission of doing this without people knowing what was really done. So that was why he was given $50,000 to come to Maui and then he had to run against some locals that wanted to be mayor. I think there was four of them. And those people were within the law that said you had to be in Maui for a year before you ran for office. But he managed to get elected. You know, so, yeah, yeah I think that he was, you know, being facetious when he said, you know, because of the incompetency, you know. No, he was very good at what he did. He hit it. <laughs> so that's what I looked job. at. I believed what he was saying, so I didn't look at it properly. See, I believe people, and until they proved to me that all they have to do is lie to me once, and I never believe another word that comes out of their mouth. Never. So now I don't know if I'm going to believe this guy or not. No, no, it was just being facetious, you know, I, let, let it go. Because the guy was not incompetent, he was incompetent, but not from the standpoint of what they were attempting to do. It's like Joe Biden is absolutely incompetent. No, he isn't. He's doing exactly what they want him to do, which is destroy this country. You know, so we may see somebody as being incompetent, whereas their their whole thing is to do what they're doing to destroy the country. Yeah, call me incompetent if you want. I'm actually. Well, I believe doing that. I, I believe it about Biden. He was he was extraordinarily incompetent before they even got into the presidential stuff, and I think even before the uh, the presidential stuff. He was in the script. I mean, I think they this. It was part of the script. I believe what you're saying about Biden. So you know, anyway, I think yeah, because it wasn't just the mayor; it was the his assistant there in L.A. Uh, B L B that you talked about. He brought over his assistant, but if I'm I'm not sure, but if I remember this correctly. That assistant was made the uh, police chief. The, the police chief was also a new hire. Let's put it that way. And then the governor, Green, of 
Maui was definitely a new hire. <laughs> you know, and that was what he was saying. He said that you that we have to understand that this is is planned years in advance. And the first thing they do is to put in their people at every level that they can do it at. And because of that concept of, you know, pre-planning type of stuff, he was asking people to look at their own local governments. Are you having a lot of strange people starting to take over? Remember him saying that? Which I thought was, yeah, you got to pay attention to it locally. What, what's happening in your local stuff? Yes, and the the secretary of the police force, of the original police force, was she died in a car accident. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh, she, and I'm saying that because being in the position she was in, she was, she had a lot of control. She knew a she lot. Knowledge, yeah, she knew. She knew what should she be. She had to be getting rid of, yes. But that was such a weird thing. It's, it's like she's out delivering papers at four in the morning for her daughter, and somebody snatches her purse, and she jumps in her car, and there's a high-speed chase, and she ends up hitting a tree, and he said that there was no indication that the brakes were ever hit or anything. It just, you know, hit the tree and died. The whole thing was suspicious. Very suspicious. I, and the only thing that wasn't suspicious about it to me was she was out helping her daughter deliver the papers. Now, I grew up in the country in Markle. Um, that happens all the time. They get up, they get the papers loaded into their cars at three thirty, four in the morning. And then sometimes they need help because the paper load is so heavy. It breaks their car springs and stuff. So one of their relatives or children will uh, drive a vehicle to help them deliver the papers all around the country rural areas so that did not surprise me one bit but the rest of it was, what was, was surprising what? what was surprising is why was somebody out at four o'clock in the morning waiting for somebody to walk by that had a purse yeah, yeah. and then grab it and jump into a car and, and lead you on a, a race that ended up in you crashing into a tree I'll tell you how that could have happened. Okay, they set it up. They don't need to put down chains or anything that would cause her to go off the road. All they need to do is have a direct energy weapon set up so that when her car comes, they give her a fatal heart attack. Yeah, the whole thing was suspicious. Yep. Yep. So that's what was fascinating to me about that because I had not heard that those parts before oh and I didn't like where they're the way they're closing it off fencing it off they they're going to be taking the car according to him taking the cars away from them putting them in a special place and they'll release cars later after they get it so the cars can't get out of the the certain area that they're fencing off. That 
I hadn't heard that either, and that was interesting. So they're basically making a, well, this I did hear. They're making a smart zone, but I didn't realize this smart zone was going to be fenced off. Nobody can get in or out. That part I did not hear before. Well, that's the concept of the smart city. I'm done. <laughs> That was that was all. So they're so they're the smart city is just a, a a prison. It's just a prison field. That's all it is. Yes, welcome to the digital prison. They call it. Mm. You can't leave your city. You can't go more than fifteen miles in any direction. Fifteen minute cities, they call them. What's yeah. the charge? But. You're charged, right? You're charged with some crime to justify you being stuck in there? No, you talk on a radio show that says those people are trying to kill us. Yeah, okay. And and then they they can uh, turn off your electric car. They can lock you in your house. You know, remember Jan Jan was telling us that the doors on her brand new built uh, apartment complex, that it's all electronic? She doesn't have a key. Yeah, you know, everything's electronic. Right. Except yeah, the, I remember except, now. Except for the back patio that's still got a key in it. But, um, yeah, all they have to do is say, no, you can't unlock that door. And they can't. <laughs> that's, 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 I mean, and this comes from China. This is part and of that means that house has been fortified with uh, other things to make it so the people can't get out or in. Well, it won't be in a smart city. Even if you get out of the house, how, where are you going to go? You can't get in a car because they've stopped your car from working because you got an electric car. So does that mean that they're going to feed you and give you water and everything you don't have to do anything because oh, the, the, no, 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 they'll let you die. Oh. Yeah, they got no problem with that. The, the, I heard about this back in 2019, at least Cliff High was talking about the Chinese people and what's, what had already happened in China. And he was warning us against what was going to happen in America based on what he knew that happened in China. And these people, it's like, if we, okay, if if we were on a telephone and I said something that was anti-establishment rhetoric, not only would I get a a bad digital point, but so wouldn't you because you listen to it. So what they do is that they not only target you but they target your family and anybody else around you so nobody wants to get near anybody that's talking truth it's very effective but uh yeah it's well last week as a matter of fact it'll play again today and it's in the archives last week uh mark and i did a radio 5g program on the digital prison and it's a really good thing to listen to because when I say this stuff to you, you're going like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. You know, and you want to think it's something in the future, but it's not. 
And what this guy does is he shows you how they're already building it out around us. And, of course, the critical part of it all is this what they're calling the 5G system. Um, and he said that we can stop this by stopping the 5G system, take down the grid. And that is their weakest point, is take down the grid. Now, we met, made a mention of the blue roof, and that was something that I had never heard of. I had heard something about blue, that some of the things in, in uh, Maui had, that was blue. And I think somebody mentioned a blue roof, but I really didn't tweak with it. And it turns out that they started this uh, program here in, in uh, Florida. Now, they said after Hurricane Michael, but when Hurricane uh, begins with a W, I forget what it was, but it was 20, 2005, when that one came through, my neighbor across the street had a blue tarp on his roof for, I mean, I think it was close to a year before he ever got the roof fixed. So I messaged him. I said, "Who put that? Who put that tarp up there? Because apparently the blue tarp blocks uh, energy. There's something in this tarp. Yeah, it takes it keeps the water out, but there's another layer that somehow or another protects you from electromagnetic energies, and that they're using these blue roofs to keep any collateral damage from their DEW." Uh, systems from affecting your home. So, just for kicks, what what happens if you're not if you're in a home without the blue roof on it? And I, I I've said this. I said DEW works because of the metal. So what they've discovered is exactly what I was seeing when I was looking at those pictures, is that you have fences that are standing, but where they had nails there was burning but it couldn't get going enough to burn down the whole fences you had trees that were right next to homes that had completely deteriorated gone away and they were fine you had some trees that were not fine but if you looked at the tree you found out that this had been got into the beam of the DEW and what happens when you see these, you remember these from fires in California, you'd see videos of a tree looking perfectly okay on the outside, but it was burning from the inside. That's direct energy weapon that is causing the, uh, it's not going through the bark and heating it up, it's, it's actually overheating the, uh, oh, the fluids in the tree, whatever that's called. I'm trying to think of what that's called, but it's heating up the the inside of the tree, and that's what starts burning from the inside out. So you saw a certain number of those situations. Yet you saw the other one that we saw in in uh, 9/11 that you know trees were perfectly all right. Another thing I looked for but did not see was in 9/11 they had, and I don't I can't explain to you what causes this. But they had things like they found in the neighborhood of the towers, okay, a car that was on top of a fence. 
How the hell did that car get on top of a fence? They had parked cars where the one in the back and the one in the front are standing there, you know, like regular cars. And the one between them is upside down. I figured those ones fell off the truck when they were unloading them. <laughs> no, they it's well, she called it. He called it popping. But they did find cars like that. Cars that seemingly, you know, were like, it's, it's like, like a bomb goes off underneath them or something. So they did find that. Another thing that um, I found interesting was I was looking at some of the, some pictures and I was not really seeing a lot of damage to the tires because, again, tires seem to um, catch on fire because of the metal of the wheel. The wheel heats up and that metal goes. So you you had pictures from 9-11 where there was seemingly nothing wrong with the car except the tires were melted. And I wasn't seeing that in the pictures that I saw, but they said that they did see it. They saw it every time they had a tire that was not, had metal, metal in it instead of the fiber, whatever they're, you know, whatever else they're putting in them now. But if it had metal, holding the tire together those are the ones that were burning up but they did see it there that somehow reminds me of when the guy was saying holy however you say it he was saying that previously they had dumped diesel oil yeah diesel oil in one section of where the fire started and that's where the fire started they had done this previously for a different maneuver they did, and then they used it this time. Well, it w- th- that was kind of um, disturbing because, mm-hmm. well, not because they did that. I mean, that's so typical of what they do. Um, it, they, they did th- that spill happened in February, but what I found disconcerting was that that spill was created by the Space Force. Oh, he, yeah? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I didn't hear that. Oh. Yeah, he, he went after the Space Force. Which uh, Space Force? The, one the good that guys Don- or the bad guys? The one that Donald Trump set up, the Space Force. They they started out in your neck of the world were world. Uh, oh yeah, we can, now can, have we have uh, Kennedy Space Force Base. No, the name of the base, Space Force Base. It starts with a P. I can't think of it since. And they have the signs all over directing people to it. So now I say I lived on a Space Force base. Because I did. Well, now they've got uh, an operation there in Hawaii. Space Force, some kind of center or something. Because, you know, the Space Force was one of those things that, as a QAnon, it was a good indicator that... Okay, if you're going to have a space force, what are you 
why are you having it? Is there ETs out there? You know, and there, there was, I, I was really happy when I saw that. But then, and he went into the, uh, apparently the symbol of the Space Force, at least in, in Maui, was, you know, for that center, specific to the center, what had uh, Illuminati symbolism in it. From um, Trump? A space force that Trump made? Yes, Dolly. I can't get this. I can't accept this. Well, it could be that it's been taken over. You know, he set it up for a good thing and it got taken over. I, I don't know. I mean, I found it disturbing because I thought that space... I've got a hat that says Space Force on it. You know, baseball cap. I still haven't got my shirts. Huh. Right. Right. I think there was some other stuff about that. Uh, let's just look. Well, that's disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. I knew it would be. Mm-hmm. It won't go in my head. I can't accept Well, I kind of in the same way. You know, which space force? Now we got to worry about which space force. Are we talking about? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, that diesel spill also was in a sacred site, sacred space. Yes, that's it's, the thing that pissed me off the most. They're ruining their sacred spaces on the island. And he said he's living on an island that is the same size he does not feel safe he thinks they're trying to take over the Hawaiian Islands well I didn't think he was in Hawaii I think he's on another island because he said he had oh, been to the big, yeah. yeah he had been to the big island um, and well that he, he talked about that when he was talking about the fact that the the view from these different areas is just spectacular you know it's the best place in the world to live because you've got a view of the pacific ocean and the sunset and it's just absolutely gorgeous uh so it's you know desirable land but that the land was owned by the natives who it was sacred land it was their land and if one of the indicators that that you know well he says that they blocked the roads. We knew that they blocked the roads. We heard that from the beginning. People were complaining that the roads were blocked. They couldn't get out. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they can't get out because of the fires. And he said, if if you've got, if you just kill the parents, you still got the, the grandkids and the kids, you know, uh, that would protect the land. So, you know, it was a total kill thing. Get rid of all the people that had any legal ancestral right to the land. That was not a good thing to hear. So he killed the entire family. Um, As I said, and I did say this, I said, based on what information I had, the intensity, the intense fires were moving at such a rate that you couldn't have had, and they say it was only 17 minutes of intense fire. 17 minutes. So in 17 minutes, how do you burn 
bodies to dust. And we know that that's what they were telling us. Oh, we can't find any bodies because uh, they all turned to dust because the fires were so hot. Mm-hmm. To cremate a human body, you would have to have the human body in a a, a bonfire that is abs- it, at its absolute peak for over an hour. But the fire only raged for 17 minutes. And so you, you know, where did all the bodies go? Mm-hmm. Well, it was direct energy weapon. Same thing that happened in 9-11. There was no bodies found. You had three, almost 3,000 people and they couldn't find the bodies. They couldn't find enough of a body to be able to do a DNA analysis on it. They found pieces here and there, but not 3,000 of them. And the same thing happened there in a very, very limited space. Because what happens is that there, that you get in that beam and it cooks you from the inside and turns you to dust, just like the towers went to dust. So, uh, and then and then he pointed out something that I actually didn't tweak on. He said, they were talking about taking the dust and sifting it and finding DNA so that they knew who might be in the dust. You can't find DNA in burnt dust. That was a ludicrous statement. I didn't pick up on it. You know, I, I was stunned when it was the uh, chief of police or mayor. I don't know which one or I think it was. Yeah, it was one of those guys. And, one who was uh, both. Yeah. And the guy was saying, we're keeping you out because you don't understand that when you're walking in that dust, we're looking in the dust for the remains of your family. What? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> I, I was so stunned by that. I was like, oh, my God. You know, this is what you're telling people. No, it's just, uh... So, see, wasn't it worth me getting that? I found out some different things. Yeah, like I said, there were things in it that I had not heard. And Uh, thanks to Nick, we heard it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I have a question. Thank you for the thorough analysis, but... Given that uh, it, it paints a picture that the cabal is uh, full speed ahead, what's stopping them from eradicating the rest of the of the planet? Why are they just focusing on this one bit of land? Oh, because they're not. <laughs> not really? No, Paradise, California. Mm. Okay. Um, he was named. He named a couple of places overseas that the same things have happened but just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean they're not practicing okay so what's what's the uh uh what's the uh future date okay does he is is he giving a future date when everybody will be dead like a year from now two years from now what no, he's not doing that. Um, we're kind of like we're already at 6:51. When we come back, I want to play a 17-minute segment of the of the video because 
I think he put, you know, I think he, he gets, he answers your question. Let me put it that way. Well. Okay. It all depends on us. And when I listened to this particular thing that he was saying, I thought, yeah, yeah. I, I keep going back to that uh, time traveler, John Titter, who said that the United States had a civil war. And, you know, I mean, it, when I when I read it, it was like, what would we have a civil war over? I, I, I had nothing that I could say would make me think that there could possibly be a civil war in the United States. And now, phew, you know, we are in a civil war. Yeah, but how do you how do you defend? Uh, at least if you're if you back in the when you were the British against the Americans, you know, you have two sides with equal weapons. But here you're a population on the surface and they're killing you from space. You know, that's not very not very equal when it comes to the, you know with the fighting. What? You go. What the only? What's the protection to have to get power uh, in a force fields on every single house? You know what? How do you defend from somebody attacking you from space? Well, let's wait and listen to what he says there. But I will say this: that in the last 24 hours, I think I finally saw the face, even though I never saw the face, of my enemy. And it's a video that apparently was live streamed from this car to online as it happened. That's that's my understanding. I could be wrong there. But it ended up on the internet. And there's this video of looking out of a, a windshield and you don't see either of the occupants but you can clearly hear what they're saying and you can clearly see what's in front of them and what was in front of them was uh, an elderly man uh, in a red shirt on a bicycle going down the side of the road and they one of them said something like ah this is it something like that and The video proceeds to to show you them what, laughing, laughing, while they hit this guy from behind with such force that he hit the windshield and killed him. Turns you out saw the, you saw the whole tape. No, no, no. Because they, they cut oh. the tape before that happens. Yeah, he yeah. explained what happened. That was one of the uh, saddest things I've ever seen. And the guy is a retired police officer. So, and, and the, apparently the, it, because it was it was listed as a murder, a, a murder hit and run was what it was. That's what they listed it as. So I guess they got the body off the car and took off in a stolen car. Well, they got one of them, and he's a 17-year-old. And to me, listening, it keeps going through my head. I wish I had never seen it. You know, them laughing as they do this and filming it. That's my v enemy. Video games. So they're replaying uh, in real life what they do in, vi in video games. That's exactly. what 
that's what Grand Theft Auto is. Grand Theft Auto allows you to go around killing anybody you want. Yep. Yep. And the first time I saw that phenomena was the uh, shooting in Colorado of the school. And that was like one of the first school shootings. And the two people that had done that were avid video players. And they just went around shooting, killing people. You know, like they had no empathy, no, like it was like, like it was a virtual world they were living in. And that made me think when I saw that thing, it made me think of a story my brother Mark had told me. He had set up his uh, machine shop with a little bit part of the floor was like a racetrack and he had built these cars that were using compressed air to essentially float and then an engine to to make them go he's always doing something like that and so he brings his kids up there to take a ride and all the way up there he told them kids and friends told them safety 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 and he said he got to the shop and um, they saw the cars. He said they didn't hesitate. They yelled, Mario, jumped in the cars and proceeded to crash and then laughed like hell. And he was so freaked out because the crash was pretty substantial and none of them seemed to be hurt. But he was so freaked out, he just got him back in the car and said, we're out of here. And he took him home. And he said a couple of weeks later, he came home from work and he's hearing him yell, Mario, and he goes in and he finds out that they've been watching this Mario game, you know, playing that video game. And by God, the cars that he had built looked very much like a Mario car. So what it taught me was that these people are so brainwashed that they can't conceive of getting hurt in these video games. They never get hurt. And so they just do things that a, a sane person would say, that's nuts. I'm not going to take a chance on me getting hurt like that, right? And I think that this is, uh, this particular video uh, demonstrates the depth of the video programming. Because over the years, I've looked to see, is there, because they've done testing and stuff. Is there anybody out there that's saying that this video stuff is causing people to be very dangerous? And they all were surprised. Most of them went in thinking that it would, but the people were not more violent, more, more, more prone to aggression or anything. At least that's what they were reporting. But you get somebody and you put them into that environment and then you, you know, take over their minds by signals. You can put anything in their head. You got to kill somebody. Run somebody down, kill somebody, run to him. But, you know, I mean, who knows what the what the level of brainwashing is is really occurring out there. To be honest, it's pretty, pretty stark. But when we come back, we're going to listen to this guy because I think he understands very well what we need to do. Let me put it that way. And uh, just to get it nicer in here, I'm going to put somewhere over the rainbow. An aura geode, a black moonstone, citrine cosmic silver nugget, bracelets, shungite bowls, and much more at the Mystical Wares live auction. Have fun bidding for special items at your price. Mysticalwares.com slash live dash auctions.
Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his shungite. He replied, Tell you I will, and not be labor. Mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my light saber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was a Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the Matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. Scalar energy is demonstrating how good health depends upon balanced and stable human and animal energy fields. Test it out for yourself with a free weekly 12-hour remote session at mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. This is an ongoing program allowing you to pick and choose the scalar energy treatment you want. Thus, you must register weekly for the session presented every Friday. Experience the future of medicine now for the free sessions or sign up for one designed specifically for you. Go to mysticalwares.com slash scalar-healing. And remember, you must sign up weekly and receive the confirmation email or text confirming the session. Experience the future of medicine now. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality on September 19th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that song. Okay. Walter, are you back? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Here's the only Damagard talking to Michael... Jacob, but I don't think Michaels even says anything in this clip. And here we go. When we're looking into the whole Space Force uh, thing, I can't remember how much we were talking about last time, but there are what people are saying is that it came from above. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who has, when you come to a crime scene, it's, it's with all of these things. Let, look at it as a normal crime scene. Who had the motive, who had the access to the weapons, who had the access to the investigation, who could control these things, you know, why? There's always a reason. And here we see that the ones with this type of technology is a very, very limited force, very limited. And last time I was, uh, I pointed out the Space Force, very, very bizarre um, organization, if you ask me, who also was taking part of what was called Talisman uh, Saber, Saber's Light Sword 2023, 
with 13 different nations where they were carrying out this drill from July 22nd to August the 4th. They often have these drills and then they go live. They put everything in place and rehearse and do all of the things and then they go live. This is normally, that's why I found them because this is a pattern. So I'm looking for the patterns and boom, there you go. So uh, on their website, they're talking openly about that they were in Oahu at that time. In Oahu also, there is a, a center there that Space Force has taken over. It's called the Kiana Space Force Center. Space Force Base, I think it's called. So right very, very close to Lahaina. Lahaina is on the west coast of Maui. You got this thing. Then you got like uh, Honolulu. It's right there where Pearl Harbor happened and where many of the FEMA, they had like a FEMA uh, conference where some of the mo um, most important key people were at the conference, not at the Maui Island. And then on the back of, of uh, Maui, uh, there's also something called the, uh, let me see, uh, the Air Force Maui Optical and Supercomputing. And these ones site, it's called AMOS. This one is a sister base to, to Kirtland uh, Air Force Base in New Mexico. And Kirtland uh, Air Force Base is a massive, massive big place that is specialized in directed energy weapons. And where they also got what they call the war fighters where they sit, you know, with virtual reality things that are like with a, uh, like a computer game, but where they can actually live, you know, control these type of, of, of weaponry. Mm. And it's the U.S. Uh, the U.S. Space Force also, one of their logo, their emblems for one of these things is the, there's like uh, the logo of the, uh, of uh, Space Force, which is like a um, pyramid triangular shape. There, it looks a lot like, uh, um, what is it called? St Star Wars, uh, that thing, but it's like a triangle. There are these three uh, logos, and then with what looks like laser lights going down right into the position of Maui. I sent that to you the other day. Maybe if you got it, you could share it. It's like, what the hell? And that's the Indo-Pacific part of the U.S. Space Force. And that's where all of these other nations with Paradise Islands, including Indonesia, was taking part of this whole operation. And so the, there was also in, uh, in, uh, in uh, on the 22nd, 7th of February to the 1st of March, there was a war gaming with Pacific Partners special meeting in Honolulu, Hawaii, where the National Security Analytic Committee was promoting this war gaming thing, uh, where they would uh, combine. They say that uh, let me see here, war gaming and the broader category of professional gaming is a tool that has generated a lot of interest within the U.S. Department of Defense. And so here we have where they're making a, a thing with professional gamers. I mean, kids and teenagers that are super good in gaming, and now they combine it with warfare 
you know, where also you got like uh, uh, where they have these what they call theaters where these virtual war fighters can play out. So they take from the gaming view where you're shooting at stuff like, yeah, yeah, bang, bang, bang. And you have sniper rifles, all of these things. And it's a game. And you just do like this. And suddenly you got live targets and you use the best of the best. You pay them a lot. Maybe they're not even really informed about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Just like there's plenty of uh, interviews with drone operators that used to be gamers that was then recruited by the military. And now I saw this guy, he was sitting there. He looked uh, really sad. He had killed more than 1,600 people, 1,600 people. Now he was crying and saying, I need therapy. Well, you sure do. You should maybe have thought about that before you started saying yes to absolutely mass murder. But this is the distance uh, people, the humanity is taken away from these things so that it's more and more easy for people to press on a button if they cannot smell, see guts all over the place, blood and burned flesh or whatever. You just press the button, boom, you hit it. Yeah, let's celebrate. So was that just a a coincidence that FEMA, that these war game thing, all of this was being put in position. Oprah was buying up the land. They were starting to control water, air, all of these things. In the month coming up, they they changed the the laws so that uh, these land grabs can just uh, be carried out and so on. It just goes on and on. And I know I've been rambling on for quite a while. What I would very much like to say, please understand, these poor people in Maui are not an isolated account if we don't do something. You know, it's 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 not isolated. It's one of many they have prepared. And I'm sitting on an island that looks more or less identical to Maui. I am not comfortable with that. And maybe I'm going to get some blue tarp on the roof, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that would be like, oh, what? Uh, what is going on here? So to speak directly to the people of, of Maui, I was on Hawaiian radio yesterday when I was going into great detail saying, please be aware, the people that are there with shades, no batch number, no name tags, but uniform, whatever that uniform looks like, they are the enemy. Maybe they're not aware of the agenda. They are the enemy. They are following orders, but it's completely illegal. All of these uh, clausals and clausals and whatever they put in there and you have and roadblocks, these are enemy roadblocks. Please be aware of that. They, just because they've got a uniform on does not mean that they're that, that they are Hawaiian police. Why are they anonymous vehicles? Where did the tar- where did this black fencing come from? Miles and miles. Did they go down the local hardware shop and say, "Well, I want two miles of that, the black one, please"? No, it was transported in. Oh yeah. Old workers working for some kind of agency was transported in. The military that is there controlling the area and the the population is like, oh, it's so great, you know, because now we know for sure nobody's looting it. Are you sure? Or maybe they're the ones looting it, you know. Also, they're also cleaning up the the crime scene, all the plastic items, everything. It's that that will be done by them. They say you cannot go in 
you cannot drink the water. So they place these water holes in different locations away from the area mm. so that people need to go there, not in. <clears throat> Why have they banned drone footage? Why is the this fencing going on? Why are the roadblocks up there? It will continue. Don't wait for this to continue. You think you would be allowed back into your houses. I've got bad news for you. They're not going to allow you. That's just the way it is. Or the ones that are in hand-picked areas where that has not been destroyed, maybe with blue roofs and so on, will be allowed back in. But there would be like curfews. There would be mm-hmm. martial law because of whatever bullshit they're coming up with. It's to control the area. And then you will be moved out as well. We just need to redo this and, uh, and uh, rebuild this. So for this purpose, please relocate yourself. Get the hell out of here. So yeah. we can get along. And then you will not be allowed back in if you're not completely vaxxed, if you're not completely this and that and digital this, and you will be in the grid. Yeah. So there's a brutal mass murder going on. There's a brutal kidnapping of thousands of children and people, maybe now sitting in some army base underground dump or being sold off in pitiful trafficking. Uh, organ trafficking. I mean, the 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 level of horror in these stories are unbelievable. So, don't wait for it. Don't you take a step yeah. ahead, and and also, we have these websites where they're talking about Talisman Saber Twenty Three, or put these people. Make them responsible. Make them answer some questions. What did you do in these drills? What was going on in these exercises? Please show us documentation. What? Who is there? What were they doing? Where were they doing it? 30,000 personnel was taking part of this exercise. Okay. Have we seen any of them? No. Where are they? I would suggest maybe they're the road workers. They're the this, they're the that. All of these. These are the 30,000. <laughs> but in different areas. Yeah, it. Uh, <clears throat> I've scratched a little more on the surface, but uh, yeah, we have to really do something. So I keep bringing awareness to people. So that's uh, it's. It seems like they're squeezing this, squeezing this out though. Yeah. So have you got blue tarp on your roof? It's a blue house. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I haven't managed to make people aware of that something very bizarre is going on. I have completely failed. <clears throat> so now my heart is absolutely breaking for these these people. Yeah, it seems it's, like they're uh, they're not getting, a, being allowed to talk about it anymore. They're being shut down. It's a war. It they're they're launching a war on us, and they're making it look really nice and and official and uh, nice images, beautiful websites. It's warfare. It's warfare, and we I think we need to understand what's going on, so that we can stop letting them have the power. You know, giving them the power to do this. What? So I say, whatever 
whatever the next step is, the answer is thank you, but no thank you. I'm so not doing it. Do not comply. Whatever it is they're going to throw at you. Now it's like in Sweden, oh, God, I mean, like, tear my head off in boredom. Now they say that uh, there's a virus hiding in the forest, so you cannot go into the forest because this virus will get you. Really, the only place where people could get some kind of breath, free air and, and have a deep breath in the forest. No, sorry, there's a virus out there just waiting to get you like that. <clears throat> you got the new Marburg. Are you bringing that one up again? Now they're going to come with a new wave of, of uh, bioweapons. I mean, yeah. are people really going to buy into it this time? I don't think so. So I think there's an element of desperation. I really hope there is. Because how are they going to do it? We are millions becoming aware, and they are not that many. Yeah, what's it saying? The end of times, <clears throat> if you look at the book of Revelations, they're describing exactly this. The mark of the beast, you got firestorms, you got tornadoes, you got floodings, you got all of that. Is that what we're experiencing? You got like Nostradamus, you got uh, Martinus, is another very interesting German, uh, Danish man that lived uh, many years ago, who was also describing the end of times, which is, and this was in 1938 or something like that. He described more or less exactly what we're going through now. But what he said is that. <clears throat> This is happening to us for a reason. And the reason is to become more human, to be a better human being, to show, to get a, a chance to live in excellence. You know, to, we're seeing the agenda is to dehumanize, to make us completely in service of self, you know, our own greed and desires, and just not give a fuck about anyone else. Here, there's an opportunity to look yourself in the mirror and say, who am I? Who am I when the shit hits the fan or the fan hits the shit, as uh, my sweetheart Kim sometimes says by mistake. So who am I in a situation where suddenly the house is on fire? This is going down. Am I the one that would just chicken out and turn my back to other people? Or am I the one that would be there, stand up and choose and, and uh, with a big heart, do everything I can. I would say, why not impress yourself? Why not stop whining, start shining, and and become the best version of yourself? And yes, maybe it will end with you dying. That would be the ultimate price to pay. But I mean, I've been told that there's an expired date on this meat suit anyway. So maybe if I choose to to go out with a flag in the top. What the, what a ride, what like, yay, baby, I'm so proud of myself. It's amazing, amazing. I was, this journey, I was shit scared, I was in love, I had adventure, I had fear, I had drama, all of that. Thank you, game over, maybe I'll come back, you know, if reincarnation is real. If not, it was a hell of a, a ride. Or I can die 93 years old in diapers, completely forgotten by everybody else, lived like a chicken and a, and a coward and lying there dying, regretting everything. The option is yours. The option is mine. The choice is ours. And I think this is a time to really just stand in our truth, whatever that truth is, and, and make it like really draw a line in the sand and saying it's not happening.
I love that line in the sand because at one point I don't even know what triggered me, but I said I saw I I actually saw a, a line in the sand. It was on one show we did. So um, did that <clears throat> did that answer your question, Walt? Do you remember what it was? Which other oh, okay. Well, according to, he's not answering any question. He's just confirming my, my my fear. My concern is that they're going to go ahead and say goodbye because you, you, you're next. According to the, this, the, he's describing complete success for these guys. So it's just a matter of, okay, when, when does my ticket come up? No, I didn't think he said that at all. He said, we're millions, there's just a few of them. What he's saying is, take a chance, stand up, fight this. You know, because yes, if you don't fight it, that's what's going to happen. You stand up, you fight it, there's enough of us, it's not, not going to come true. None of it. it it's, it's, it's where I'm at with this. We are in a war, without a doubt. And just because it's a silent war, it comes as weather problems, as fires, as, you know, <clears throat> money problems, inflation, border stuff. We are under attack. Everything about this nation is under attack. But it's not just this nation. It's the world of humanity. And, you know... People go out there and they try to stay up on YouTube so they don't say this and they don't say that. Again, I'm saying to people, it does not matter if anybody hears our voices. What matters is that we do this. Stand up in your, in your own room and say, no, I'm not going to participate in this. Put that energy out there. As, as I said on, <clears throat> I guess it was a Say What show. If... If you you know the term uh, mother God father God all it is well if all it is is the cosmic energy of God then it's all it's all around us all we have to do is tap into it and that's what they are afraid of is that we will tap into the energy of God a God that is I don't know I don't know if you can say that it, it, it's probably neutral. This is a game. Play the game. Let's say that, that God is doesn't have compassion or empathy or anything. He's just he, she, it, all it is. It's just an energy field that we manipulate. But the fact remains is that our image of God is something we can create. And if we want to create a God that is full of love, full of compassion, but also full of adventure and excitement. But that in the end, the good guys always win. That's the God I hope is there. That's the God where I put my energy into. And if enough of us see that God, then that God becomes a dominant energy force in the universe that we co-create, air quotes. So, yeah, I think his message is, you know, stand up. Because it does, it does really, really piss me off. All these people out there that just don't give a shit. 
So why are you here? And some of them are good friends. But why are you here? You're not playing the game. You know, step aside. But because they don't play the game, they don't put any energy into it. So it's not good because they're not putting good energy into it. Unless they're the kind of person who always does good. That doesn't walk around talking about this person or that person or lashing out or wokeism or any of that. But those people that are just, you know, the, the reason that I keep fighting for humanity. I mean, there's been times in my life where I said, suck this. These people aren't worth fighting for. They're a bunch of idiots, selfish idiots. But then you get those little kind of mystic people. The people who are just always joyful and happy. They know what the situation is, but they look beyond it and they put out the energy of, no, we can do everything that we need to do to live in splendor. And there's a lot of them out there. They're the ones that keep us going. That's what kept me going. So I know that that's the core of who we are as a as a race. That, not this, you know, zombied, part artificial slum bags. I mean, you know, no, that that's that's something that isn't us. And to me, his his message is stand up. Let your voice be known. Don't back down. Now, Dolly, Walt, you want to say something more on that? I don't know what I can I can say. What What would you like to say? <laughs> well, if what personally, all I can say is that I'm so tired of this war. This I'm I'm really I'm really ready for it to be done, and get get uh, focused on something useful and creative, and so, as opposed to spending all of my energy, you know, dealing with the consequences of this war. I would really like to spend my energy doing something useful, productive, creative, not this this, you know, oh oh, they're destroying this city. Oh, they're destroying that city tomorrow. Oh, they're next week they're they're going to destroy that other and like that's it that's that's what life has become is what place is going to be destroyed next i don't see that i don't see that uh, as a good as a good life to leave <laughs> well what what you're being given is a, a game board that says this is a situation what would you do now so you can be creative you can be positive you can do all of the things that you just mentioned with that realization that that's there and that not only is it there but it's affecting an awful lot of everything and i can make a stop to it you see i think that what happens is that people limit their their ability to imagine imagine the power that we have as individuals and i'm talking enterology these people whoever they are these these zombied out video gamers do you think that they can actually feel the cosmic energy of all that is and to be able to bring that into your body in a positive way to affect the material world? No, but here's my here's my but on this is that unfortunately 
because they're brain dead and, they're, and they have no feeling whatsoever, they're so easy to manipulate by dark forces. But they're just as easily manipulated by light forces. I hope so. I mean, it's not like they're lost. They're non-players. They're being manipulated because they're non-players. What happens if we start thinking about the guy that killed 1,600 people with a drone? What if we say everybody who has ever done that, wake up? What if you focus on the evil and say, wake up? Wake up. What if we whisper in the ears of all those people that are drugged out on the streets of New York, wake up? What if we tell the immigrants, stop coming? What if we take action in every event that is negative in a positive way, understanding that you're coming from a, from a space of a superhero? We have access to energy that they don't. That's why they're so damned afraid of us. But if we don't touch that energy, if we can't imagine that energy, it won't happen. Can't have anything happen without energy. And what makes everything happen in the material world is thought. We are at war. Every waking moment of your life, you should be seeing something that's negative and then sitting there, reaching out to the cosmos, say, fill me with the God energy, and then put out a positive reversal thought and negate that. One by one, you wake them all up. But we've got to know this. We've got to do this. We can't just sit around like you just. Saw and we me. have to keep in mind the business of the universe works based on contracts. That's one thing we we, we can't give them a win because I haven't I haven't signed the contract agreeing to let you win, <laughs> so you can't win. <laughs> so. They, they win the minute you believe they win because you are giving them the win. If you say, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not signing a contract, sorry, goodbye, then that's that. They, they, they can't do anything. You, you're refusing to sign a contract. Dolly, are you there? Yeah. There's no sorry about it, Walt. I'm just not signing your frickin' contract, so. <laughs> now, I didn't um, have time to do up that Matt Gates uh, video. What was it about it that you thought was important? There is. Are you there, darling? Yes, yes. Sir. As she's looking, Matt oh. Gates is a congressman in uh, the United States House, and he he's from Florida, and so I see him quite often, you know, on the televisions and stuff. But he had a situation where they accused him of child prostitution. I don't know what it was, and he said it was absolutely true. Now he was on Fox a lot. And then when that allegation came up, he basically was brought on to say, no, it's not true. And giving, you know, adequate reasons as to why it was just BS. Um, he managed to beat it. But because he had, I think because they had threatened him so in such a 
very nasty way. He's turned into somebody that is not taking any bullshit from anybody. He's not a Republican. He's not a Democrat. He's right down the middle. He's like he looking. He looks at things, and he's very astute. He, he has a mind that can grasp a lot of details, and then come up with a, a plausible uh, discussion about it. So that's what Dolly's looking for now. Why? Because he he did something in front of the house, and uh, Dolly, what? Why did you want to basically solicit? told the house they're full of shit? He's not going to vote for this thing. Uh, it's called thing to do with Trump, it's, but it really isn't Trump. It's, uh, I thought he was talking about the bill to keep the government going. Yes, yes, that's it. I couldn't, I couldn't remember exactly what it was, but he has told them. I can't find you. Um, he has told Congress that he is not going to vote for this because, oh, here it is. Oh, that was it. PR is bad for America. PR is some kind of a, they're bringing up another, they're bringing up an old bill that they have added things to. And uh, the things that they have added are to screw the people, take more money for themselves on top of the other zillion dollars they've already stolen from us. Um, I can't find you. This new computer's driving me absolutely insane, I'll tell you. I can't find anything. Don't you just love new things? No. <laughs> I I don't like change. Okay, there. You can go to this place, that the site that I just posted in the chat room, and hear what he has to say. He is standing up for us, is what he's doing. And... I completely am backing him. He makes good decisions for the people of America. And this is telling us just what is in that new bill that they want to be voted on. I wish I, I could remember more, but I was so. This man is a is a Republican. Yes. It's a it's a bill. See that they're going to have another um, crisis with the extension of the debt. Every time they see there's there's a law somewhere that says that they have to have a balanced books, so they keep for decades, every six months or something, having to uh, raise the debt. How much money we were in, in debt, you know? So now we are in debt for a trillion dollars more than the entire economy of the United States makes. So we are in absolute bankruptcy, the United States. 
but they want to raise it again. Okay, so McCarthy, who is the head of the House, he's do he wants to do I forget what the technical term is, but it's a stopgap thing, saying we will uh, allow the funding of the government to continue for I don't know it's not very long, three months or something. Um, but there's they they when they do this they attach all sorts of things to it. And so I'm not sure. And normally there's so many of them. You know, you have to be a, you have to have a team of people looking at it because there's so much words. So I don't know exactly what Matt was discussing, what he was po- poking at. But I was listening to it. Was it Nancy Grace? Maybe a congressman. No, I don't think it was her. But it was it was one of the Congress people, and they were saying that attached to the McCarthy bill, and I have not heard this on Fox or anyplace else except for that one congressperson, that attached to the bill is a requirement that they send billions of dollars to the border and seal the border. And, you know, for the Democrats, what I'm hoping is that the Democrat, because the Democrats are in trouble in their own states because of what's happening. It's remember we're we're talking about 7.5 million people have illegally come into this country since Joe Biden Joe Biden was in office. 7.5 million. There's 350 million people in the United States. 600, six six million people. Okay, is more than the people that live in Montana. So you get a situation where it's a very dangerous situation because, you know, a million and a half of these people, they don't know who they are because they never got them even through the, you know, the places where they had to go. The rest of them, they just let into the to the country with a promise that in seven years they would show up for a court case on their re- request to be have get gain asylum. There's 150,000 children on the records that they <clears throat> children that came in by themselves, then were met by somebody claiming to be their aunt, their uncle, their whatever and taking them away. They've lost track of 150,000 kids. And this is this is unbelievable, inhumane. The Fox people are trying to get a official count of how many immigrants have died right there at the border. You know, they find one of the ranchers said he hates to go out at night because he'll smell death and then find out it's a human being. They're dying all over the place and nobody knows what those numbers are. So this is an absolute disgusting, unbelievable. When Trump was in in the office, there was a caravan. You might remember a caravan of immigration coming in. And it actually terrified me because I had watched the European countries have their cultures and societies severely damaged by the flow of immigrants that were brought in when the EU said, we're going to open our borders to all these people. Uh, It's devastating in many of these countries. 
to see that caravan coming up when Trump was there, it was it was very, very frightening. But they didn't get in. And because they didn't get in, it stopped it. But with a wide out, wide open border where everybody knows that all you need to do is get there and, you know, you'll be fine. So last week there was a tremendous influx of Africans. How the hell are African people getting the money to get there? Because they just don't fly into Mexico. They have to fly into another country to get into Mexico to get into the border through the border. But it was a huge number of and they and and some of them weren't many of them had their own language that nobody knew. Well, apparently this week they're finding Russians. And I'm trying to think of who the others were. Russians and um, Ukrainians. Not not you. Maybe Ukrainians, but it, it's one of the Eastern things. I would think I would remember the Ukrainian thing. But um, so now you've got these this other influx, and so you've got groups of people all of a sudden coming in together. This is orchestrated. They're being funded and brought in. We are under attack. Absolutely, without a doubt, at this point in the game. In New York City, they've got the people sleeping on the on the sidewalk, families. There's 100,000 people, more than that, 150,000 people that are in New York City. And they're blaming the Texas governor instead of Biden. There's 13,000 of them that Texas sent to New York. The rest of them are all Biden. But does anybody hear that? Oh, the Texans sent him to us as a deranged governor there. <laughs> okay. Look at the numbers, but they don't want to show you the numbers. And the but difference you can't is- hold that many people in their state. They got every right to ship them that's out. The, that's Texas, yes. And they he is Biden has actually said that now instead of a stay in Mexico policy that Trump had. It's a stay in Texas and Arizona and New Mexico policy. And, the, you know, the governor Abbott of Texas is saying, yeah, over my dead body, we got a lot of buses. <laughs> so, and, you know, when 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 they're and, and, and it's not like they're not going in other places. I mean, I, I was watching it and there was this kid talking to uh, one of the uh, uh, what do they call them now <sighs> the border people Lord, the border people right and he was talking to him and he said um, can I get to and I forget where he said but you know let's say Philadelphia can I get to Philadelphia and the guard said to him you can go anywhere you want opens up the gate here go <laughs> I feel so bad for them. They try, but they're overwhelmed. And well, everybody only, knows it. Nobody will help them. Well, not only that, but they're not reporting the number of suicides. Well, I didn't even think of it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A lot of suicides. 
I mean, even even the people that that have said that, you know, they don't even tell you. They they they're not giving the numbers because I don't think they know for sure. But you know, I mean, I, I was listening to. I think it was. Uh, oh, he's he, he's he's part of the Texas uh, the Border Patrol in Texas, and uh, he said it was one of those type of people. And he said, what they're not counting is the suicides of the Border Patrol. That's all he said. But it stopped the interviewer cold. And I was really pissed that he didn't pursue it. So, yeah, they, they, it's, they're not in a good place, those people. God bless them. Because they're not able to do their jobs. But like I and said, they're ridiculed for doing their jobs. Not are they only not only are they being held back, they're being ridiculed. Yeah. But uh, Newsom is gonna be the re- replacement for Biden. Oh, he says he's not, Nancy. Oh yeah, but he went on the Sunday programs. <laughs> he's sitting he's sitting every place, you know. And he's oh, I could. What he said, I I almost puked. He said, I never imagined that any one human being could do as much as Biden has done. Oh, and and it's like he he was using words that my mind were computing to. Yes. He has carried out the agenda, the destruction of the United States. Yeah. Yeah, that's the agenda. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like... So, I, I get worked up and then I think, stop it. No, Just you have stop it. You have to look at this and you have to say, this is so unbelievably outrageous. That maybe this and still people aren't waking up. That's I mean, what. That's why I say stop it because we're, this is going on. This is being shown the, the ludicrousy of the satanic people and the bad people is being shown. Here it is in your face. Wake that. Back up. And and. We keep trying, Nancy and Walton, and and I do, and Mona, and Jan, and anybody who comes on here. We're trying to wake these assholes up. But, but as Dave has said, not all of them are going to wake up. And Dave has said they're trying their best. This is a spiritual war. He has told me this for years. I have told you this for years. We are... All we can do is keep talking, keep sharing, point things out. Dave, the, the reason I don't get so upset when I calm my butt down is because Dave has said, it's okay, it's going as planned. This is a plan. It doesn't, it's not comfortable. This is not just a plan, it's a freaking war between good and bad, between evil and good. Um, it's a war 
And so there are going to be casualties. There are going to be ugly scenes that you see, ugly words that you hear, ugly things that that are done. It's a war, people. So the front of this war is all over. Every place that you know is a front of this war, right? Every place I know, yes. What do you mean by font? Front. F-R-N-T. Front. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We're not yes. dealing like during the Second World War, you would talk about the Russian front and, you know, places where the action is happening. This is all over. The entire planet is the front of this war. Exactly. And that's because it is. They want to take over the entire world. They want one world government. I mean, God only knows why anybody would want that job, but, you know, that's what they want to do. And it's really to spit in the face of God. They See, it comes down to they want a God that is angry, no compassion, no empathy, just a son of a bitch. So the Old Testament God. The Old Testament God. We want the God that can create the Garden of Eden. Right? And well, that's what it, it's about. Wouldn't it be funny if they discovered that the Old Testament God was just an alien? Because Jehovah was just an alien. <laughs> He wasn't the God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know where the Old Testament character came from. But um, that's not any kind of a God that I would want, personally. <laughs> well, think about it. A God that demands physical sacrifice? You know, not, not a very nice God. No, I don't Certainly think so. doesn't care about you. <laughs> I don't know what's happening with the station. Why? Are you being disconnected? Yeah, well, it, it's the station saying I'm disconnected, but the uh, broadcasting app says I'm fine, and there's been no jump in the signal. It still says cosmic reality. If it was breaking down, the music would come in. So I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Maybe somebody doesn't like what we're saying. Well, you're just you're broadcasting normally. Yeah. Maybe somebody doesn't okay. like what we're saying. There. <laughs> there we go with Echo. Oh, hey, Elias says all good here. Okay, I figured it was, but it was just like, what is happening? Um, okay, so is there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? Yes, I have for kicks and giggles to read. Okay. Find this. <laughs> That's what you call it? Uh, Let's see. For kicks and giggles. Okay. Uh, let me stop. It's on Twitter. And it's, what? It's on Twitter. Well, what they call X now. Okay. But here's what it says. 
I can find my cursor. The IRS suspected a fishing boat owner wasn't paying proper wages to his deckhand and sent an, an agent to investigate him. IRS auditor is saying, I need a list of your employees and how much you pay them. The boat owner says, well, there's Clarence, my deckhand. He's been with me for three years. I pay him $1,000 a week plus free room and board. Then there's the mentally challenged guy. He works about 18 hours every day and does about 90% of the work around here. He makes about $10 per week, pays his own room and board, and I buy him a bottle of Bacardi rum and a dozen beers every Saturday night so he can cope with life. He also gets to sleep with my wife occasionally. The IRS auditor says, that's the guy I'm here to talk to, the mentally challenged one. Boat owner says, it would be me. Would you like, what would you like to know? <laughs> he certainly has no lack of self-esteem, does he? I just really enjoyed it and wanted to share it with everybody. Well, you know, one of the things that came, I just looked down at my own notes. One of the things that came to my mind when I was listening to the uh, the clip there was that, because he used the word endgame. And do you remember that movie endgame? Yes. With the kid. Yeah. yeah. That seems to be like one of those, oh, is that a real story? Maybe I should pay attention. Because I felt that when I saw it. Now, the background to it is that you've got this uh, prodigy captain of ships and tactician and military, but he's only a kid. And there's this, the whole story revolves around this war that they're involved in. And it's a very exciting adventure to begin with. <clears throat> but then they're in a, a scenario, he's, he's He's he he's doing a scenario, uh, just you know what do they call him? Uh, exercise, you know, to with all of his fleet and and you know they've got the bad guys out there doing their thing, and he thinks he's in a a virtual, I mean in, in a real world. What's, wait a minute, no, he thinks he's in a virtual world playing out this scenario. And then when he destroys the fleet, he realizes that it was real. And it's an amazing, I mean, even if you've seen the movie, it's, and I just gave you the punchline, it's really interesting to watch it. Because... Well, no, no, so I just, I was just going to, going to mention that it, I know it, it's, it's something, it came out in the 90s, but if you ever see the movie Toys... Played by Robin Williams, that was that was the the storyline where they owned this this factory where they made toys, and then this this guy that was an, a a three star general, he came over and he took he the, 
took control of the factory and started make using children to plan all these all these toys into war simulations. So the children were being used to do all these war simulations. It's interesting that it was a kind of similar storyline. Yeah, so I want to guess- say one thing be- real quick before the end of the show. I posted a link in the chat room where you can see Kevin McCarthy wearing that uh, lip, uh, flag representing the Ukraine in his lapel in our government building. He did it when he was voted on that night, too. Ukrainian flag, not ours. Well, the good guys haven't put on their white hats yet to identify themselves. Who knows? But anyway, let's just assume that, you know, all those people out there that are playing for the dark side can be woken up. And... I think it's take it's going to take more than what we have been giving. I think you have to realize you are at war. Every thought you have should be dedicated to just seeing a future where everything is joy and bliss. Know what's out there. And every time you see something that you know shouldn't be, focus on it. Bring in the cosmic energy of God and just... You know, dispel it. Because otherwise, it's like Walt said at one point, you know, waiting to die. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so um, I'm glad you guys all were here. Dolly, you want to say good night? Night, y'all. Thanks for being here. Um, you always give me some strength, energies, good energies. Don't forget, love blankets are desperately needed. Please don't forget them. And uh, he's talking to you next time. I love you guys. Everything. Every time you see something wrong, just throw it a love blanket. Yep. But do it with energy, not just with throwing it out. No. Get there. Get that cosmic power in you. And then, boom, love blanket. I just sent one out to everybody listening. Would you like to say goodnight, Walt? Yes. Stay awake. Stay aware. And keep, and keep in mind what is it that you're signing contracts to. Make your choices good choices. Have a good night, everyone. Be safe, everybody. We'll see you next week. Preaching. Preaching. The unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.